Thank you so much. Uh, I have to admit, I'm not comfortable with the microphone. I'm certainly not comfortable with hanging off of my ear. We okay? Are you messing with me? Come on, Keith. Got a new guy up there on tech. He's only been doing this for 20 years. Uh, before I start, I do want to tell a little story from this weekend. Um, I was at a wedding reception for um, Daniel Smothers, and uh, several people uh, were, were here, uh, were there, and um, Spring and I had sat at a table and and eaten, and then afterwards we were kind of working around, you know, working the room, going around talking to different people, and they started with the dances, and. Um, so, you know, the bride and groom, and then the groom and her, I mean, his uh, mother, and then the bride and her father. And they did all that. So everybody just kind of sat down and watched, and photographers were going around taking pictures. Well, at the time, I was sitting, I think I was sitting with Adam at that point. Uh, my wife was sitting with Marty Ball. And uh, <laughs> afterwards, she came up, she said, people are going to see those pictures and think that I went to that wedding with Marty. I said, no, they're not. They're going to see those pictures and think, man, Ron looks terrible. (laughs) Got you back. (laughs) Okay. When Ben first asked me to tell my story, I thought, what kind of story do I have? (laughs) You know, I've led a pretty boring life. Uh, I, I grew up in the church. I never had a big Saul to Paul conversion. I was talking with Adam about that the other day. How do you have a testimony if you never built a testimony with all, all those things? But looking back, I thought, no, uh, there have been some significant things that I could only see in hindsight were really just God's plan all along, that he always had a plan for my life, and I, always, I haven't always followed it. But it's always been there. And uh, it just, it, that's what's taken me, you know, it's just this broken road, as the, uh, as the country song says. Uh, God bless the broken road that, that led me to this point. Um, and I can tell you, if you had told me a few years ago, I'd be standing up here talking to you. <laughs> I would not have believed that. There's just, there's just no way. Um, but I was born in a Christian home. My dad is a Baptist minister, still is, 88 years old. He still preaches just about every week. Um, but we were taught, you know, that God was always, you know, a big part of our, of our lives, always would be, not just a, a Sunday morning obligation, but just, you know, all the time that, that God was just part of our lives. And um, I wasn't a typical preacher's kid that you, that you hear about. Uh, right, Nathan? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, um, I'm sorry, I know your dad's a preacher now, so uh, <laughs> I was just picking on you. Um, but, you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't drink. I, I never inhaled. Uh, I did drink in college for a little, little bit, but that was a, uh, that's a story for another time. I uh, pretty much stayed out of trouble. Um, I got married when I was 23, I was divorced when I was 29, and uh, it just devastated my parents. We didn't have much divorce in our family, they didn't know what to do with that. I got married again at 31, I was divorced at 44, uh, just not the, 
not the life that I thought I'd be leading. At this point, I had three kids with my, uh, with my second wife. And um, so here I was. I'm in my 40s. I'm divorced. Um, I'm in a job that I hate. I'm up to here in debt. I mean, I was living in this tiny apartment in South Haven. And uh, I was just, my life was just in shambles. I thought, how did I get here? And um, I don't know if you've ever seen 3D artwork. I saw some pictures on the internet years ago of a, uh, this artist that would draw sidewalk art with chalk. These huge 3D drawings, they look like huge canyons and waterfalls just right there in the sidewalk. But they were 3D, so they only look good in a certain spot. If you, if you stood in one spot, it would look like somebody was standing on the edge of a canyon that just went right down into the sidewalk. But if you looked anywhere else, if you turned in another direction and looked at it, it was just all out of whack. You know, nothing made sense if you were looking at other, other places. You had to stand in this one spot and look right here, and it would all come together. You had to look at it through the artist's eyes. That's where he wanted you to look. And that's how God's plan is. You know, you have to look at things through God's eyes. He's the one that built the plan. And you have to look at it that way to be able to see life how he wants you to see it. So that was, that's where I was. I was living in South Haven. Uh, my kids were coming every other weekend. And I was just, I was mad at God. I thought I'd done everything right. And nothing had turned out right. And, I mean, we, we were not on speaking terms. I just, I quit going to church for the first time in my life. Um, when my kids would come to see me, we wouldn't even, I wouldn't take them to church. I, we wouldn't even pray at meals anymore, which is something I'd always taught them to do. I'd just, I'd given up on God. And I, that went on for about a year. And um, after a year, I realized you know, that, all that training that my parents had done to me just kind of kicked in. I realized I'm doing my kids a disservice. You know, if, if this continues, they're going to grow up without, without God in their lives because I'm not teaching them that anymore. They were 13, I think, 12, something like that. Um, and uh, I thought, well, I've, I've got to do something for them. So I started taking them to church. Every other weekend when I had them, we would go to church. We were going to Broadway down the street here. And I would just take them every other week. But when I didn't have them, I wouldn't go. I was doing it for them. I wasn't doing it for me. So I still wasn't getting anything out of it. I was just, I was just showing up. And then after several months, I guess, I started going on those other weeks. You know, so I was going to church every week. Uh, I even joined the choir but it still, it didn't mean anything to me. It was, I was still just checking a box. Just every week, I'm going to church. I'm singing in a choir. This should count for something. Um, but after a while, you know, I still felt, I felt empty. I had no purpose. My life just, I was just floating. I had just no purpose. And then one week, I saw the sign. You know, people always, you hear them talk about, God, this is what you want me to do. Just send me a sign. And uh, so one week I saw the sign. I wasn't looking for a sign. 
but I literally saw a sign. I came up to the corner of Getwell and Goodman, and there was a sign that said, Life Bridge, turn right. And I knew what Life Bridge was. I don't know if anybody in this room knows what Life Bridge was, but I knew what it was. It was a church. It was a church plant, planted by the Methodist Church. Stephen Biddick was the pastor. Stephen Biddick was a high school friend of mine. I mean, this is, you know, 20-something years earlier, we were buddies in high school. And he had called me a while back and said that he had gone into the ministry. He used to be a realtor, but he had gone into the ministry and uh, was planning a church in South Haven. So he's moving up here to South Haven. He wanted to know if I was interested. And um, I said, we'll see. So, you know, one day I pull up here to this intersection. I see a sign that says, turn right. And I turned left, <laughs> and I went to Broadway. And every week, I would come up there, and I would see that sign telling me to turn right, and I would turn left. <laughs> I just I didn't want to deal with that, you know. I was checking my box. I was doing what I thought was right. I knew it wasn't right, but I was just doing what I thought was right. And then one day, I did it. I turned right. I went to LifeBridge, and all of a sudden, Everything went back on, on plan. You know, I'll, it put me back on the path that I needed to, just turning right. I went to LifeBridge. Within a couple of weeks, I was, I was into it. You know, I, was, I wasn't just attending. I was participating. I was tithing, which I hadn't done in years. Uh, I, was, um, partic- I, was, I was serving. I was worshiping. I mean, everything just, it just changed. You know, I had a change in my heart. And um, it didn't have anything to do with the church. It didn't have anything to do with LifeBridge any more than it had anything to do with Broadway. There's nothing wrong with Broadway, but, you know, if, if nothing's changing in your heart, then, you know, that's, that's where the difference is. So... Uh, uh, so I found, I found what I was looking for. I found purpose. But I uh, also found something I wasn't looking for. I found a wife. <laughs> because after, uh, after going there for a couple of months, he, uh, uh, Stephen, the pastor, asked me if I uh, was interested in a blind date. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm ready for anything like that. And he said, well, let me know. Turned out he had an office here. At the church, I think it was upstairs somewhere here. Since he was, you know, his church was meeting in a school down there at DeSoto Central. So he didn't have a church office. Getwell had offered, offered him an office. So he was up here. Spring was working here. He actually knew Spring from years earlier. It was a weird coincidence. She had also lived in Brandon long after I had lived there. She was on the Chamber of Commerce. He was a realtor. So they, had, they knew each other. You know, one day he shows up here as a new pastor. So, you know, they had a little history there. They, they knew each other. So he asked me, you know, what do you think about a blind date? And he asked her, what do you think about a blind date? <laughs> so <laughs> it's just um, all those pieces came together. Um, we went on a blind date. The rest is history. I'm not going to go through all of that. Um, but, uh, you know, we were married within... 15 months, I believe, something like that. I mean, she was, she was the one for me. Um, but, uh, and, and then, you know, I kept going to LifeBridge for a while, 
even after we got married, I was still an important part of, of that church. So I was there for a while. But I eventually came here, and uh, before I knew it, I was, you know, singing in the choir, working on the tech team, groundskeeping, nursery, <laughs> you know. Just, and now, just within the last few months, I've, I've, I'm on the Sunrise team. I'm on, uh, I taught a class this summer. Um, I'm leading a, a life group, <laughs> you know, all things that I just never thought would have been possible just just uh, a few months earlier, or, well, a few years earlier. Um, and it was all because I just listened to that voice telling me to turn right. <laughs> and, um, but it, um, it all hadn't been rosy since then. I mean, we've been through some tough times. Um, two months before we got married, uh, I was laid off from my job of 19 years. I was not expecting that. So we got married. I was unemployed. Um, 2014, the next year, um, our pipes burst in our house. We had a flood, two inches of water all over the house. We were in a hotel for six weeks trying to deal with that. Uh, 2015, uh, the very next year, the, uh, the mother of my kids was in a horrible car wreck. And... Um, it just, it kind of turned our world upside down. You know, suddenly we had to deal with, uh, with the kids staying with us and us going up to, to see her, having to navigate the whole old wife, new wife <laughs> thing because, you know, she really didn't know my ex-wife that much. Uh, and suddenly she was having to take care of her sometimes. You know, it was just a, it was crazy circumstances. Um, 2016, I was laid off again, and um, it just, you know, just another, just another rough patch, you know, and this time it was several months uh, before I could find another job, and, um, but every one of those, every one of those cases, you know, all of these big life events that have happened, I could look back and see God's hand on everything, just you know, a lot of times it's all it's all hindsight. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, I can look back and say, you know, God had a plan for that too. It's not like He knew it wasn't coming. He He knew that uh, that these things were going to happen and um, was able to to just you know guide us um, through everything. And every every one of those events has a similar storyline. Just like you know, turning right at the sign led me to standing here today uh everyone i could i could go through a whole you know series of events that lead to you know where i am today it's just it's crazy and um i mean i can tell you the um if our pipes hadn't burst in 2014 i wouldn't have got my dream job at fedex in 2017 you know if um without the car wreck my daughter and i would not have the relationship that we have today, and certainly, you know, she's got a three-year-old now, so I wouldn't have that relationship with my granddaughter uh, either. And uh, that was all due to the the wreck. You know, such a horrible um, incident. You know, turned out to be a, a good thing in in some ways. Now, I'm not saying that um, that all this is God's plan. I, I mean, I just want to be clear on that. Uh, he never wanted me to go through two divorces. He never wanted me to. Um, to not be with my kids in such a crucial um, 
point in their lives, you know, going through middle school and, and high school. Uh, you know, he didn't want me to be away from my kids during all that. So um, that, was, that was me. That was just me making dumb choices, you know. Um, it was, you know, I wasn't following his guidance. I wasn't in the Word during a lot of that. And uh, it's, but I know that, you know, he's an all-knowing an all-loving, all-forgiving God. And uh, all we have to do is listen to him, and he can straighten out that crooked path that we're on. How am I doing on time? Oh, man. <laughs> I got plenty of time. <laughs> there was one other story I wanted to tell you, but I didn't know if I would have time, so I, I kind of set this one aside. The... Uh, uh, when our pipes burst in 2014, that led to me getting a job at, at FedEx three and a half years later. And I know that doesn't make any sense. I can see some confused faces back there. Our pipes burst. We were in a hotel. We, uh, it was over on, uh, by the interstate. And we went to this Mexican restaurant and saw a sign in there that said, Trivia Night, Tuesday nights. And... Uh, I didn't even know that was a thing. I love trivia. I watch Jeopardy every day. You know, that's <laughs> the first thing I ever recorded on my DVR was Jeopardy. Um, but uh, you know, I see the signs and they're having trivia, and I said, "We need to go to that." And um, so we started going to trivia on Tuesday nights, and uh, we did that for a couple of years. You know, we just had a, a lot of fun with it. Met some new friends and. Uh, uh, just got to know people a lot better because you're spending a couple hours with them every every week. Uh, well, then in 2016, when I was laid off, I was working at Medtronic. I got laid off there. Um, when I started interviewing at the other companies, I found out that other companies didn't pay as well as Medtronic. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, it was looking like I was going to be getting paid like 30, like a 30% pay cut at some of these companies I'd be going to. And I thought, I'm going to have to have a supplemental income. So I went up to the trivia host one Tuesday night and said, hey, could I start doing this? And he said, sure, yeah, we're always looking for trivia hosts. So he set me up, you know, taught me how to, how to host trivia, a little supplemental income. I figured when I did get this job, it would be able, we'd be able to uh, still make our house payment and everything. Um, so... Uh, he called me one night and said, hey, we need you to host over at uh, this uh, uh, Swanky's in Germantown. So I show up at Swanky's, and uh, this, uh, people are coming up and getting all their supplies, and we're getting ready to start. And um, one guy comes up, and he says, he goes, hey, where's, uh, where's our usual guy? And I said, I don't know. He must be out sick or something. I, I'm just I'm subbing tonight. And he said, okay. So he would come up between questions and just kind of carry on conversation. He said, so where do you usually host? And I said, I don't. This is my first time to ever host. And he's like, oh, okay. And uh, then he comes up a little later and he goes, so what do you do? And I said, I uh, work on financial systems. He said, really, what kind? I said, uh, well, I usually support Hyperion. That's the thing that I've uh, spent most of my career doing. He goes, oh, where do you work? I said, I don't have a job. <laughs> He said, what? I said, I just got laid off at Medtronic. I don't, I don't have a job right now. And um, he said, well, I am the director of finance for FedEx. And I went, really? <laughs> he said, yeah, send me your resume. And he wrote down his email address. 
and it was, you know, mark something at uh, fedex.com. And um, I said, okay, you know, I was going to go home that night and send him an email. He came back up a little while later. And I know this seems insignificant, but it's very significant. He came up a little later and he goes, I gave you the wrong email address. I said, really? He goes, yeah, I gave you the Gmail at the beginning and the FedEx at the end. He said, it's not Mark whatever, it's mtmontero at fedex.com. If he hadn't come up and told me that, I mean, the story would end right there. <laughs> he corrected his email address for me, and that's all God. He's not even a Christian, but you know, God was still working through this man to, um, to uh, you know, just to get me on that path. And I went back, and I, um, that night, I wrote up a cover letter and sent, a, a, sent my resume to him that night. He goes into work, prints out my resume, and takes it to the guy in the very next office and says, you know the guy you've been looking for? I think this is him. <laughs> this is the experience. He has all the experience that you need in this position. And uh, the guy called me up. It was a couple of months later. I had already found another job. I didn't, it, he, he called me my first week at this other job and said, hey, I got your resume and uh, I want to see if you're interested in an interview. And I said, I just started another job. It's literally my first week here. Uh, and he said, so you're not interested? And I said, well, I want to give this one a shot. He said, okay, I'll call you later and see how it's going. So, and again, I'd taken a 30% pay cut <laughs> to take this job that I'd found. And uh, so I was there for about four months. I wasn't real happy there. And um, about four months later, he called me up and said, how are things going? I said, not well. <laughs> he said, are you interested now? And I said, yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> and uh, so I went in for an interview. And yeah, when he showed me the job, it was everything that I'd done. It was like a culmination of all the jobs that I'd had. And uh, I mean, it's been a dream job. I've been there five years. I've gotten promotions. I've gotten awards and you know, bonuses and just things that just, I mean, it just all came together. And it was all because of our pipes bursting in 2014. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a, a crazy story. So, um, so that's, um, that's my story. So, uh, so let's pray. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to come and speak to these guys. Thank you for second chances. Thank you for putting me on the path that led me back to you. Lord, I just pray that there's anyone here today that feels like they've strayed from your will, that they'll know that there's always an opportunity to come back to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.